Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. All right, welcome everybody to Weisscast Going Places. I'm your host, Aaron Weiss, along with my co-host. Hey guys, it's Bryant. Hope you're avoiding the flu. Yeah, I hope you are too. Um, you know, Bryant, uh, we are actually now the unofficial uh, unofficial podcast of Butt Drugs in Corydon, Indiana. I'm I'm, I'm confused. Uh, it, they're, they're a pharmacy in Corydon, Indiana, butt drugs, butt drugs. Yeah. They have a great commercial made by Retin link. You can find that video on YouTube. Um, I, I've been in Indiana this past, uh, few days visiting my brother. He's moving to Corydon Mm. and, um, Corydon is most well known for butt drugs. Huh? Yeah. Doesn't sound like it's a... Well, it doesn't sound like it's a great place to live. <laughs> no, it's actually a really cool little town. There's a lot of cool things to do, and I'll talk about that more later. Okay. But um, do you think do you think your iPhone has a has a uh, joke to tell us? I don't know. Let me ask it or her. Hey Siri, tell me a joke. What do Alexander the Great, Winnie the Pooh, and Chance the Rapper have in common? Same middle name. Alexander the Great, Winnie the Pooh, Chance the Rapper. Well done. Well Well done. Well done, Siri. Well, you know, that I'll take that. It's like a six out of ten. That made me laugh for the first time in on like a month with those jokes. Yeah, pretty much. This it's been it's been rough sledding. Mm -hmm. So let's uh you wanna you wanna do us a favor while you know you are in route from location to give us the little jingle from around the web. Time for some news. Hey, Brian, how many topics do we have this week? I think we have six. A baker's dozen. A baker's dozen. Let's get into them. It's just not. It's a half dozen, but it's fine. So, the exclusivity clause that electronic arts has over the nfl is officially ending in 2021 which means that 2k will be able to make football professional football games again however (laughs) yeah i was about to say sort of (laughs) however they will be more along the um, kind of these more simulation style games, uh, which, uh, well, sorry, they would be non-simulation style yeah. games. Mm-hmm. Um, so while it's going to be nice to have multiple um, <clears throat> multiple outlets for football <coughs> games, um, we're not getting the NFL 2K series back in the way that we're all used to. Right. What are you, what are you thinking about that? So from what I understand is 
the non-simulation probably means more arcadey. Yeah. Arc- and, um, you know, if we get NFL Blitz back, that's a win for everyone, I think. Yeah. Um, can you imagine Blitz on modern consoles? That'd be so much fun. That would be a lot of fun. Um, it's been a long time. I, I know that EA made, um, what was it, NFL Street, the NFL Street games. Mm-hmm. But if they uh, kind of gave that license or whatever uh, to 2K, that'd be a lot of fun, too. Um, those those street sports games were so fun back in the day. They had NBA Street as well. Um, they're so much fun. And I think there's plenty of space for arcade sports games. Um, in fact, I think the market's kind of oversaturated with... Uh, simulation sports games mm-hmm. uh, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to see what 2k is able to do with this uh newly reacquired yeah i think it'll be really interesting again i, I completely agree just it'll be really interesting to see what 2k will do kind of being back in the business of making um football games now um, the success of 2K and EA are kind of back and forth when it comes to sports. So EA has a very successful footballing franchise. Half of that has to do with mm-hmm. them owning exclus- an exclusivity clause that is finally running out over making NFL-related games or officially officially licensed NFL games. So not really a whole lot of competition there. Um which I think, in, which I think, in turn, has led to the decline of the Madden franchise as a whole. Um, while 2K experiences a large amount of success with li- with officially licensed NBA titles with the 2K yeah. games, but those have dipped in quality and are littered with microtransactions as well. Which, um, yeah. with the rise of kind of microtransaction disdain over the last um, three or four years, um, has seen kind of a dip in and people's like love for 2K as well. So it'll be really interesting to see if those balance out. Maybe Madden will see a surge in productivity as well with having added competition from 2K. Because um, competition keeps the market fresh. It keeps it keeps uh, people on their toes and putting out their best work. So I think this would be something that's necessary for EA. Yeah, and uh, some people think that because of the potentially arcade arcade-like um, nature of the deal between the NFL and 2K, mm-hmm. um, they, they think that uh, there could be mobile games released, and I think yeah. that makes a lot of sense as well. Um, and I hope it's not exclusively mobile games, um, but perhaps smaller, maybe $15 to $20 titles available exclusively as digital games which could come to mobile as well um but yeah i'm really excited to see what this this deal entails the the first one i think is set to come out i'm assuming late next year we'll see um if that stays on track but it's exciting yeah it is exciting and i think you i think that's pretty much all i got for that, yeah. what have you got? What have you got? What's coming out this week? Um, so I'm really this is 
a great week for video games. Um, probably the best week of the year so far for video games. Um, at the end of the week, on March 20th, um, we'll have not only Animal Crossing, but we'll also have Doom Eternal. Um, two very different games for widely different audiences, but you'd be surprised probably how much overlap there is. Yeah. Um, like, I feel like all the podcasts that I listen to, everyone's excited about both of them. Um, but I'm definitely getting um, Animal Crossing day, day one. Uh, I, I love Animal Crossing. I love um, kind of like... The, it, it's like a life slash farming sim, um, but with like a cutesy Nintendo twist. Mm. Um, this will uh, this will be the first multi multiplayer Animal Crossing I've played. I missed a New Leaf on 3DS, um, and I'm really looking forward to playing uh, with my friends that have Switch and. Um, who are also planning on getting the game. I'm not sure if you're planning on getting the game, but I'll let you talk about your Switch here in a few minutes. Yeah. Um, but uh, I didn't play Doom 2016, and I know I should have, because I've heard that game's incredible. Um, but I don't really have much hype for Doom Eternal. I recognize that it's probably going to be the single-player uh, first-person shooter experience of the year. Um as far as gameplay and story, etc. Um, but I, I just, I haven't been into those games. Yeah, you know, yeah, so as, as you mentioned, I, I purchased a Switch on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, I actually purchased a Switch Lite. Yeah. So, um, for those of you who aren't aware, the Switch Lite is just the all-handheld version of the Nintendo Switch. Um, the Switch Lite has all of the functionality of a Switch outside of having the ability to dock to a TV and, motion, and designated motion controls. So there are certain games that are available on Switch that are not compatible with Switch Lite games like Super Mario Party 8 um, and some other motion control games that I have absolutely no interest in playing at all. Um, and then there's some other games, uh, that have some workarounds built in, um, you know, because of the lack of designated motion controls with the Switch Lite. But other than that, it's really nice. Um, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed playing all 20 minutes of Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild that I've played so far. So I'm actually planning on playing more of that this afternoon. Um, but yeah, I, I've never played an Animal Crossing game and I have been told by multiple people that it's an incredible franchise. So I think that might be the Switch game that I try to pick up at the at the end of the week because I need more multiplayer games anyway. So I'm excited. Really excited that you're getting it. And I uh, when I get home, I'm actually going to take a picture of my friend code and send it to you so we can become friends on oh, Switch man. and we can play Animal Crossing, go to each other's islands. Man, can't you wait. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. I'm excited uh, about it. What you got next for us, Bryant? Yeah, so this news is hot off the press. Hot off the press. Whew. And Whew. by and by that I mean that this 
news came out today. Um, The NFL's Player Association has officially announced that they will be moving to a 17-game regular season starting in 2020. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so the official report says they voted in favor of the NFL of the NFL owners' proposed collective bargaining agreement Sunday, meaning a 17 regular season game and expanded playoffs are on the way in the near future. Um, it says that at they adding a 17th game was kind of a huge obstacle. They've been going back and forth um, about with this for a while. A lot of players are kind of opposed to it. Obviously, adding an extra game will be a, a large toll on the bodies of the players and things like that also. Um, but they're expanding the playoffs as well. Um, they are – make sure I can find this. The playoffs will be expanded to seven – the playoffs will be expanded to seven teams in each conference. Wow. So seven teams in each conference, and only one team in each conference will be receiving a first-round bye. And this will be beginning uh, later in 2020. This is huge. Um, yeah. And obviously, it's a it's kind of a, a move that's really good for the fans. Um, expanding the the season one week, and then essentially, um, it's I don't know if the playoffs would last any longer with one more team, but in my mind, it, at least it would last at least like another week. Right. Might, last, might, might last one more week. Yeah. Um, so this is really, really interesting. Um, I kind of wish that it had come with the news of like a couple expansion teams or something like that. How cool would that have been? Like just out of nowhere, you got two new expansion teams or something like that. Yeah. But, um, I think, yeah, like I was saying, I think for fans, this is a great, great thing. Um, and, you know, when it's all said and done, like, at most, players are getting two weeks extra. Um, and not not even every player, just, like, players, <clears throat> players for teams that are in the, like, top two seeds or, mm. you know whatever and like just happen to move on through the playoffs um i i don't know how much one week of difference is on like fatigue and like um and you know but the nfl i feel like has it has the longest off season of them all um and granted they need it but i don't think one week is going to be that detrimental for players. Yeah. The interesting thing is um, they're saying that um, an extra regular season game will be played annually starting sometime in the next four years, but it won't occur during the upcoming season. So sometime within the next four years, but it won't occur in the upcoming season. But the interesting thing is that um, starting because of the new CBA vote that took place, um, 
the NFL teams, since, since all of this has been agreed, teams are not allowed to use franchise tags and transition tags in this offseason. So the Cowboys can't franchise tag Dak Prescott. Right. <laughs> um, or Amari Cooper. And yeah. so, um, which I know that they were planning on trying to do that if they couldn't come to an agreement on like a big long-term deal. Um, they're like, we'll just tie you down for now, and then we'll talk about it again in a year. Um, and but now that's not an option. So um, that's be really interesting to see how that how this current vote shakes up the NFL offseason. Yeah, that really. Um really makes a huge difference it's especially for Dallas who has so many players that probably could get paid a lot um, yeah. you know i i don't see the argument that Dak deserves to get paid he just hasn't produced yeah but um like Amari Cooper he's been good both places he's been and like he could easily go to another team and be the the deciding factor for them to be a playoff contender, a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. Um, I feel like um, Tennessee Titans specifically were a wide receiver away from being in the Super Bowl last year. Mm. Um, but I mean, they got their own problems. They need to, they need to lock down. Uh, what's his name? They're running back. Uh, Derrick Henry. Yeah. Derrick Henry. Cause he's, because he's off his contract now. He's off his rookie contract. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that that new rule specifically is the most it, – it's probably the most interesting specifically for this season because um, you were saying – like you were saying, the the extended season won't happen for, for another couple years or so. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested to see – how this offseason is crazy. Like it's already, they're already kind of shaping up the drama with the, with Tom Brady's, the decision. Yeah. Um, Just outrageous. It is. I mean, I feel like if he gets given the opportunity, he'll stay at new England. Um, and then just retire there when he's 45, like his plan. Yep. (laughs) But, you know, they're just trying to hype up the, Hype up the decision. Yep. You're not fooling anyone, Tom. Come on, Tom. <laughs> Come on, Tom. What, what else you got for us there? So, um, yesterday, I got to see uh, the newest Pixar movie, Onward. Mm-hmm. Um, and it stars Chris Pratt and um, Tom Holland. And they play two brothers. And the whole premise of the movie is, like, uh, it is this magical world, and at a certain point, the the creatures, the inhabitants of the world, um, were tired of relying on wizardry and magic, and so, like, they kind of leaned into science and, like, engineering and stuff, Mm -hmm. and, like their world very much mirrors our world. Um, so like magic kind of went extinct or, you know, almost extinct. It went dormant. And, uh, 
so the whole premise of the movie is uh, Tom Holland's character, Ian, and uh, Chris Pratt's character, Barley, uh, are, you know, teenagers. I think, I think in the movie, Barley's like 19 and Tom Holland, or uh, Ian is 16. Mm-hmm. They don't really say, it, uh, except for Ian. Ian is 16. Um, but uh, they live with their mom, and um, their their dad had passed away when Ian was a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and on Ian's 16th birthday, he receives a gift that his dad wanted them, him and his brother to have after they were both older than 16. And it's the staff um, with a magical stone that can uh, bring him back to life for one day. And as you can imagine, uh, in, like in the trailer, like you see that it doesn't work. It only half works. It only his legs. Uh, so it's their quest to, to see their dad get, get another magical stone and bring him back to life. And it's just, it's so good. Um, both Pixar movies this year are Pixar originals. They're not sequels, um, which I kind of get mad at Pixar for uh, doing so many sequels. Like, I don't think Toy Story 4 should exist. Yeah. Um, but Onward is so good, and especially, um, it's it's very heartwarming, and like it, it's like a classic Pixar movie. Like it, uh, it'll tug at your heartstrings. Um, especially for uh, people who have lost a parent um, or happen to have a uh, really solid uh, sibling relationship. Um, I, I said this when I was talking about talking to my brother about it. I was like, Onward is a deep look at the brother relationship while Frozen was a deep look at the sister relationship. Yeah. Um, so it it's very much um, like it's equal in that. And, um, I mean, it's gotten really good reviews. Uh, it doesn't have as good of uh, a viewer score as I thought it would. I mean, it's like 75%. Um, Whereas, like, critically, it's, like, 87%. But it's an incredible movie, and I highly recommend it. Um, Especially, like, you know, if you're bored on a $5 Tuesday or something. It's a great, great time at the movies. And it's really funny. Like, Pixar does comedy and, and can pull your heartstrings, like really well yeah they've got great writers over there they really do and i love i mean i love all of Pixar's shorts honestly yes. like if you have disney plus you can go to uh pixar's library and there's i mean there's an entire subject subsection within that library of just their mm-hmm. eight minute shorts i mean uh, one of my favorites is kit bull i love kit yep. bull um and they've got they've got some other ones there was a newer one that came out recently that i haven't seen yet um yeah they 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 know how to tell incredible stories and that's because they 
you know, they have storyboards that, you know, they, they map out kind of this is what, like, a, the perfect story needs to have. You have to have all of these things in this order, um, or at least in some semblance of this order, um, to get the response out of people that you that you want. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I love Pixar. I want to go and see Onward. I haven't had the opportunity to yet, but I plan to. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting that you bring up the shorts because short for Onward is actually um, Simpsons, of course, just recently got brought into the Disney family mm -hmm. uh, with the acquisition of Fox. And um, this short is the best thing the Simpsons have done since the Simpsons movie. Mm. It's it's really good. There's uh, it focuses around Maggie, and that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, it's really good. Uh, and honestly, I mean, you could just go go see the Simpsons uh, short and be satisfied. Like yeah, but obviously the event to go see is onward um really really good really funny um yeah i recommend That's it it's good well from from a really well loved well reviewed maybe not by the the uh, maybe not by the public but that's okay people like to go with their gut reactions and those are often incomplete just by nature so true people people will become as people begin to kind of mull over the movie they'll begin to appreciate all of it opposed to small little things here and there um from that to obviously coronavirus is doing its thing and um it's a lot worse than people assumed um mm -hmm. and uh a lot of our, a lot of people's um, favorite places that they like to go eat or go visit or conferences or that they were going to attend either for fun or for work are probably going to be canceled as a result of this. And another, and we've talked at, at ad nauseum on Wisecast about things that have been canceled, whether it's you know the Emerald City Comic Con or um, you know anything that uh, just different tech related conferences. Mm -hmm. um, E3 is officially canceled. We've been talking about it for the past few weeks. It's probably going to get canceled. It officially has been canceled mm -hmm. um, because of um, the spread of coronavirus and just for the general safety of these uh, developers, workers. So um, that's really all I'm going to say about that because uh, we don't really need to talk more about coronavirus. We understand how, how devastating it's been in places like Italy in China and um, how, how much panic and hysteria it's causing around the world um, and um, now precautions are being taken to try to um, stave off the spread of it um, and while having your favorite things like for example I was going to go and see Hamilton at the Fox um, on April 9th I'm probably not going to be able to see Hamilton now um, oh wow um, and that's okay because I would mm -hmm. rather people not get sick. Um, mm -hmm. I'd rather the cast not get sick. Um, I'd rather people that I'm with or people that are going that, that would otherwise be there um, to not get sick um, or or have or be at higher risk of getting sick um, than to see something that I really enjoy. And I can always go see Hamilton later. So yeah, um, yeah, that's really all I got to say about that. Um, 
Yeah, so E3 being canceled is a huge deal because it is the, like, premier expo for gaming in the industry. Um, And a lot of new games are touted and uh, people are really looking forward to it this year because of console releases, uh, console unveils. Jeez, um, guy's tire just blew next to me. That's what I know. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, I uh, I think that it, it's it, it's a huge bummer that it's canceled. But I yeah. wonder how many people in the industry are actually a little bit relieved. From what I understand, right. is like it is a huge ordeal to like coordinate um, like all these meetings, all these behind closed doors uh, video game uh, demos that you get, um, and we already know that Nintendo has been doing their Treehouse Direct thing for the past few years. Um, Xbox has already said that they are going to do a uh that style kind of yeah virtual press conference and i'd i'd be surprised if other studios and game developers like ubisoft or square enix didn't follow suit right um so really i don't think it's that bad for the fans of games we're still gonna get the unveils we're still gonna get all this stuff, it's just going to be in a different format. It's not going to be all at once in front of a live audience, which right. is really fun to see. I will say that. it's. I think it's more entertaining to watch Phil Spencer in front of a huge studio, or a, few, a huge um, gathering um, as opposed to watching the Nintendo Treehouse Direct. Um, but, I mean, like you're saying, like, these precautions need to be taken. Um, and you know, I hope that we have some headway by then on a, on a cure or a, uh, vaccine. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, the, the future is so uncertain, so murky right now. Um, yeah, we're just going to have to kind of roll with the punches and um, I, I, I'd be surprised if these announcements um, that they were planning on making at E3 were still, like, if they were not announced around the same time that they were planning on. So, like, if during the week that E3 was supposed to happen, if they all decided to drop their uh, direct-style video or whatever. Yeah. Whatever, yeah, and that and that was something I was gonna touch on if you if you didn't, but I'm glad that you did because E3 was more trafficked and had had more importance before the rise and explosion of social media. I mean, I feel like developers and uh, publishers work just as hard at figuring out all of these things. Uh, behind what, what you know, what are we going to put together? What you know, whether it's in engine or actually in game, 
that we can reveal and show at events like E3. But then with E3, you have EA Play that takes place around the same time. And you, mm-hmm. you can't even just watch E3 anymore. You have to watch all of these different conferences around the same time to get all of the information about what's going to be happening in gaming over the next year. Um, and with E3 not happening, people will be able to just release things as they please. And I hope, and they work just as hard on coming up with those trailers and those and those drops on on social media as they do trying to figure out what they're going to do with E3. And so, right. not having that will, I think, will open the door for more creativity. Um, but that's also if people are working, given what's going on yeah. uh, with with this as well. So, um, just watch all of your favorite publishers and developers in regards to video games and console releases and announcements and different things like that. You just got to follow all the people and all the things on Twitter um, and Facebook and whatever. And follow places like IGN and Game Informer and Kotaku and Polygon, those people who are gonna who will do the groundwork for you if you yeah. don't feel like doing that yourself. And, you know, I have been <clears throat> assured, um, like, I listen to... Uh, Game Scoop and Xbox or Podcast Unlocked on IGN regularly, and um, they have assured that they are set up to uh, keep. They they can work remotely. They can yeah. record podcasts remotely, like we do. Um, so their their content won't suffer. Um, if if things get worse, um, or I should say, uh, no, that's too pessimistic. I was gonna say when things get worse, it's probably gonna get worse before it gets better. But I don't think that it'll get so bad to where like the mail shuts down. Like you know, yeah. like I don't think it'll be that that bad. But um, I think that. It's good that so many jobs are able to work remotely. I've seen so many heartwarming stories of, uh, you know, professional athletes banding together to make sure that the hourly employees are still paid. Um, The Atlanta United owner, Arthur Blank, has said that hourly workers will still be paid despite not being able to work um, during Atlanta United home games. Um, people are really banding together, uh, during this tough time. And, uh, I, I think that it's just, it, I mean, it is what it is. It's like, it's, it's tough, but people are figuring it out. Yep. And, and I will, I will say right now, next week's episode of Weisscast, you can guarantee that we will not mention anything about coronavirus whatsoever (laughs) now i'm gonna say that and like someone important in the video game industry is going to like pass away because of it yeah and and i'm gonna eat my words but our vow our vow to not mention coronavirus is just kind of in line with uh president trump's advice that he tweeted out yesterday Social distancing. 
which you which you retweet it. So you know, prepare for your backlash, there, buddy. I didn't even you really retweet. You retweeted it. <laughs> I didn't really retweet it. I took a screenshot of it and then tweeted the picture of it, so it didn't count as a retweet. I don't know, man. It, it, it almost counts as a it almost counts as a share tweet. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> which is worse. <laughs> That means you liked it so much that you wanted everyone else to see it. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. That's it is all. hilarious. It is hilarious. It is hilarious. Social distancing. Social says, distancing. He he's got he's got his little all caps phrases that he says. Social distancing is right up there with total exoneration. You know. It's also up there with <laughs> a new low. <laughs> Forgot about a new low. A new low. Social distancing. Total exoneration. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, <laughs> tell us about <laughs> your travels. <laughs> okay, so like I was saying earlier, my brother moved to Corydon, Indiana, uh, which I said was most famous for butt drugs. Um, but it it's kind of as- astonishing, like this town. It's the size of the town that you and I both went to college in. Mm. Um. And so you would think that there's not much there, but they have their own, they have their own movie theater. Um, and it was actually really nice. I would put it up there with like, um, the movie theater that you and I used to go to all the time. The one in Opelika, um, which like, at least on the inside, on the outside, it doesn't look as nice, but on the inside, it has been completely redone. It's super nice. Um, they have a bunch of things to do. Like there, like there's all kinds of. If, if you're familiar with this part of the the U.S., there are all kinds of caverns and stuff to go explore. And um, there were, I want to say three within driving distance, uh, or three within 30 minutes of Corydon, one within 10 minutes. Um, so like right there in the city limits. Um, they're really artsy. They have like all kinds of arts festivals and stuff. Like they have some kind of big festival thing every month. And a lot of them are focused on arts. Um, there's this really cool, um, like glass blowing shop. Mm, um, glass blowing school. It really is. And for a town that size, you wouldn't think that there would be anything that cool there, but there's also a, a good coffee shop, some really good restaurants, and I was just blown away with how much there was to do in this tiny town. Um, and it turns out that there's a couple uh, manufacturing facilities there. I know that there's um, one facility that makes, I think, the frames for some Subaru cars. Um, but also there is a Tyson processing facility uh, for, for chicken. Oh, Tyson uh, chicken, dude. Yeah. Dude, uh, you can you can you can find out what makes a Subaru a Subaru and get your Tyson chicken in the same place. It's so true. Sign and me up. There was I mean, there was some some big time chain restaurants too like besides like the usual fast food stuff. There was like a Cracker Barrel which you wouldn't expect in a town of 3000. Mm. Um and like an O'Charlie's. Um but the, there was a really good winery that we went to or w- wanted to go to. It was kind of rainy, and the tour of the vineyard uh, 
was canceled um, because of the rain. But I think it was. It, I think it was just such a cool little town, and it made me really want to go to um, a bunch of uh, towns, like small towns, like hidden gems across America in like each state. And that's kind of what I want to say. I wanted to see how this segment would do. Um, it's a new segment. It's not really something that we usually talk about on Wisecast. And if it's something people are interested in, um, maybe <clears throat> I can highlight some small towns that I've been to that I think are really cool and continue to travel and find other small towns that are really cool. Um, little hidden gems and like maybe make its own podcast out of it. Um, because I really do, I, I really enjoy traveling. I enjoy um, podcasting, um, and it'd be and cool he, to have. And like, he enjoys what makes the Subaru a Subaru. I do, and I, you know what, Subaru, if you're ever listening to this, uh, we we need another unofficial sponsor. I'll take a 2002 Outback because I know it'll be just fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It'll still work. Subaru make they make great cars. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 a really cool little town uh, with a surprising amount to do um, in the town, and I'm really glad that my my brother and his wife are moving there. Um, I actually originally went to help them move, uh, but their uh, their lender was being stupid and messing around and so the closing got pushed until tomorrow so i was able to do very little um Mm. i helped i helped load some boxes of theirs in a u-haul um help them get rid of a couch but i was not help not able to help them settle in their new house but yeah it's it's a great little town um, in southern Indiana, if you think Indiana and you think uh, <clears throat> a bunch of flat farmland, you're mostly right. But southern Indiana is pretty hilly, and they actually live on top of a or their new house is on top <clears throat> of a pretty tall, like grassy knoll, and <clears throat> it has great views. Um, and uh, it's kind of like it's kind of like how Leslie Nope talks about Pawnee. <laughs> which doesn't exist, by the way. Which doesn't exist, but I, I have to think that Corydon is the closest thing to Pawnee in existence. I, would, it, I think it'd be interesting to have a conversation with like the writers or the creators of um, Parks and Recreation and see if there was a small town in Indiana that they took, or a small town anywhere that they took kind of inspiration for Pawnee from. Yeah. That would be really interesting. If I find, let, let it be known that if I find something about that this week, I will specifically talk about it next week on Wisecast. It, so it is said, so it shall be. So if I don't talk about it, just assume I haven't, uh, you know, found anything. Yeah. <laughs> or that nothing exists. So don't email us feedback about what well, you said you say this and you didn't because, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I guess from there it's time to bring us into oh god TV show 20 questions and All I right. believe it's your turn to guess yeah 
Um, Just trying to stop the bleeding. I have a show, but I got to be real honest. I don't have any good hints or good. I, okay, I have one decent hint, but I don't know exactly the time frame when the show was released. And I'm not able to look it up because I'm driving. Okay, well, just tell me what it is, and then I'll guess it. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> all right. I have I have a time frame. I, all right, here's... I, since I don't know the exact... The exact uh, date, uh-huh. and in order to let you not waste questions, I will give you the time frame. The time frame is it was... Uh, released between 2000 or it, it was definitely on air. It might have not been released, but it was definitely on air between 2005 and 2010. Okay. So I don't know if it started before 2005, but it was definitely on air at that time. All right, between 2005 and 2010. Okay, cool. Um, is it live action? No. So animated. Yes. Okay. Uh. Well, I, I'll, I'll still only one question, but yes. So, so, so it's, so it doesn't, so it's not acted out by real people. Correct. <laughs> they were drawn people. <laughs> Correct. Okay. So, is it a Fox show? No. Okay. Is it a Nickelodeon show? Yes. Is it My Life as a Teenage Robot? No. Man, <laughs> what if it was? <laughs> uh, um, Nickelodeon show. Um, um, male protagonist? Yes. Centered around an individual? Opposed yeah. to a centered around a family? Family or group. Family or group. Okay. Um, does it share an animation style with another show? Like no. very intentionally. Oh no. Okay. Kind of like so. I was thinking like like Danny Phantom and Fairly Odd Parents. Right, right, right. They right. intentionally share an animation style. Um. So surrounds a group. Animated show, Nickelodeon, and very specifically like Nickelodeon, but like specifically, so not like Nick Jr. or like any of that stuff. Correct. Okay. Um, <clears throat> is this show? I don't want to ask a voice actor question because I don't know any voice actors that did Nickelodeon stuff off the top of my head, really. So I I'm, not gonna, don't. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to ask. The only one that I know is Tara Reed who did, uh, Timmy Turner. Okay. Right. Yeah. Tara. Um, popularity of the show. Is it like on a, like, like through the roof popularity, popularity wise? No, I would say it's probably not on anyone's top five. Not on anyone's Nick, top five. Nicktoons. Okay, so it's a Nicktoons show then. Okay. I mean, yeah. not all animated shows on Nickelodeon are Nicktoons. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Sorry, I didn't mean to throw you off. 
It's probably not a Nicktoon. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I didn't know that that was a separate thing. Well, I could be wrong. In my mind, I thought that Nicktoons stopped at a certain point. Like, they stopped referring to them as Nicktoons. So, oh, yeah. No, you're so like, right. I think that was a 90s thing. Yeah, it's like a 90s to early 2000s. So, so like, Rugrats is a Nicktoon. Rocco's Modern Life is a Nicktoon. Angry Beavers is a Nicktoon. Right, but, like, right, the more right, modern right. ones, like, Danny Phantom's a Nicktoon. Um, Fairly Out Pants is a Nicktoon. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. So, okay. Right. It's probably not a Nicktoon. Probably not a Nicktoon. Yeah. Okay. Also, Wild Thornberries is a Nicktoon. As Told yeah. by Ginger's a Nicktoon. Um, um, dang, if it's not anybody's top five, that just, like, I literally <clears throat> just crossed an entire list out of my mind. Um, and it's probably on there. No, on my luck. Um, <clears throat> is um, oh my gosh, is this show superhero related? No, that's ten. Okay, that's ten. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get to twenty. Um. Between 2005 and 2010. Um, not anybody's top five. Man. I mean, probably not. Probably. I'd be surprised more, if it was. More than likely. <clears throat> um, oh, gosh. It, you know, I honestly have no idea. Can I just have my hint now? Sure. The hint is it focuses around three non-human beings. Three non-human beings. That's... I'm not gonna... (laughs) What? Oh my gosh. Uh... So the show centers around three non-human beings. Correct. Holy, dude. I have... Oh, my gosh. any of these characters are they red (laughs) I don't think so (laughs) oh man the okay I'm just gonna be honest you can count this as a guess the minute you said three non-human beings the only thing that came to mind was our real monsters (laughs) it centers around three (laughs) non-humans One of them's a candy cane. <laughs> Looks like a candy cane. But that, our monsters is not 2005. <clears throat> um, 
I I do not know. I am at a loss. You gonna give up at twelve? I think because I, I because I don't really have a, a proper time frame, so I can't like. That's true. Whittle it down. Yeah. I I meant to do a little bit more research on this before I got on the road, so I could better give hints. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just it didn't happen. Oh, okay. Um, so. Released sometime in the early 2000s. <laughs> uh, I think it lasted for two seasons. Um, Cat Scratch. I've never even heard of that. It was actually a pretty funny show. It <laughs> it, it had very Ed, Ed and Eddie vibes. Okay. But it was Cats. Um... Yeah, it was it was an interesting show. I mean, it was definitely not up there with the upper echelon of SpongeBob, Fairly Odd Parents, Rugrats, but it was a decent show. Man, I would have i I could have had the right I could have had the year and day, and I would have <laughs> never seen Cat Scratch. Oh well, say la vie. The bleeding continues. No, what was that? Four in a row. It's four in a row, yeah. Yeet. When you give me stuff like cat scratch. All right. <laughs> I've never even heard of it. It's all well, good. Well, folks, that's all for Weisscast going places. <laughs> um, which actually might be the name of the spinoff podcast if I get to go to places. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's going I, places. I'm your host, Aaron Weiss. You can find me at Instagram and Twitter at the Weiss is Right. Uh, find Weisscast at Weisscast on Instagram. Um, if you're feeling like being awesome, support us on Patreon. Um, Patreon.com/slash/Weisscast. You get the full video uh, episode, uncut, with a little bit of pre-show that we do every week. Um, and you know what? We need to come up with other incentives because people don't really want to see us. Um, we're, we're handing out bottles of Purell. Handing out bottles of Purell. Home, homemade some Purell. Homemade. Homemade Purell. It's like yeah. liquid gold right now, man. Liquid in gold. Like, in like three weeks, people are going to be buying cars for like two bottles of Purell and six baby wipes. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's true. Uh. If you have any feedback, feedback at wisecast.com. Shoot us an email. I'll get to it eventually. Uh, <laughs> Brian, where can they find you? On the old Instagram and Twitter at bkstinson08. That, folks, is all we have this week. Um, our outro is the Super Mario delfino plaza remix by kumu Hmm. find them it's q u m u you can find them um on soundcloud as well as youtube Um, i'd probably search youtube first because that's where i searched first Uh, but we will spin the track and we will see you next week Later.